one of the challenges with Neptune or one of the more shadow aspects of Neptune is that Neptune is confusion. It, it is, what do I believe? And we can't always see very clearly when when Neptune is really pronounced. It It's kind of like walking through a fog or driving through a fog, and you can only really feel your way through it and, and see just the next right step to take. Neptune can also be, you know, um, it can also be deception. It can also be disillusionment. Neptune is like the planet that bursts our bubble, that says, this is my dream. And, you know, I see this a lot in the context of relationships, where it's like, uh, you know, we enter into relationships with our hearts and with, you know, the, this, this ideal of what it could be. And then we start getting into the reality of, oh, you do this, you know, you, you don't fold your clothes or you leave dishes in the sink. And so Neptune shows us the potential and it also shows us how we're not living into the potential. So it shows us the, 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 the best and it shows us where things are in relation to that. Welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. I'm Amanda Poole Walsh, founder of Astrology Hub and your host for our flagship show. We explore the many ways astrology can support you in your relationships, career, health, and personal growth. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. We are so happy that you are here. Now, we've already done a lot of coverage on the astrology of 2024, but there is one very significant astrological alignment that we haven't covered yet in detail, and today, that's going to change. I'm here with the extremely popular and beloved astrologer and author, Rachel Lang. And today we'll be talking about the significance of Neptune's station at the final degree of Pisces. Neptune has been in Pisces since 2012. And next year, 2024, marks its final culminating moments before it makes its shift into Aries, where it's going to be until 2039. So this is a really, really important moment in terms of Neptune's influence in our lives. And we're going to be diving into that a lot more. It's huge. I mean, it really is important. I know the final degrees of any sign has significance, but that's especially true when our slow-moving outer planets decide to station there. And I don't know about you, but I can definitely attest to the fogginess that Neptune and Pisces has created, especially in these last few years reality, like what's real, what's not real. It's been somewhat hard to decipher. There have been unprecedented levels of lies and corruption, or maybe there were always lies and corruption. It's just become a lot more obvious. And I know I'm super curious to hear about how this will play out next year as Neptune is making its last hurrah in Pisces. So hopefully you are too. And this episode is really for you if you're curious about the profound impact of Neptune's energies in your life and in the world, and you want to explore the significance of this final stay in Pisces. If you felt foggy, confused, unclear on the path ahead, and you're wondering when that fog is going to start to lift, maybe you feel like you've been on the verge of a spiritual breakthrough. Or this episode's for you if you want to know how Neptune's station will affect your sign and how you can avoid personally 
the pitfalls and harness the opportunity of this transit. So I'm joined today again by one of our upcoming inner circle astrologers, Rachel Lane. Rachel, welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. Thanks so much, Amanda. I am so excited to be here talking about Neptune. Just for those of you who don't know Rachel, she began her astrological journey in her late teens, later receiving certification from the American Federation of Astrologers. She holds leadership roles in ESAR and NCGR's Los Angeles chapters. And her astrology really focuses on helping you, helping the people that she works with reach the goals that they desire. She helps her clients feel powerful to make decisions in their own lives by combining modern, esoteric, and psychological, humanistic threads of astrology. And today she's, help, she's here to help you do the same, help you to make empowered decisions, help you to use the astrology as a data point to help you along your path. So Rachel, again, we're super happy to have you here. All right, tell us, you know, we when we were doing the 2024 forecast event, we sent all of the astrologers who were going to be on that panel that we did a survey and said, you know, what are the transits that you want to cover? We ended up covering three, like the three biggest ones that all of you said you wanted to talk about. But this was the one that you also had on your list. So tell us why you feel this is important for us to explore. Yeah, great question. Well, you know, it's usually when we're thinking about transits, we're thinking about the cycles that are starting. What are the big planetary alignments that are coming together? And we don't often think about what's finishing or what we're wrapping up, but that's as important as what's coming next. And when we're talking about Neptune, we're talking about our creative imagination. We're talking about the way that we use our imagination and focus it to shape the future that we're moving into. And so this is a critical time to be thinking about these things and, and investigating what this means for us spiritually. Mm, okay. I cannot wait to go even deeper into this before we do. I want to make sure that you're aware of a very special event that we're hosting this year for the solstice within our Inner Circle membership with a special invite for those of you who are not Inner Circle members we're calling it the 12 Days of Solstice, and it's a guided intention-setting journey through the lunar cycles of 2024. So for 12 days, beginning on the solstice, December 21st, and ending on New Year's Day, January 1st, you're going to receive short three to five-minute videos from me and some special guests as well with practices, prompts, and ideas to help you craft intentions that cover all the lunar cycles of next year. We're going to use the archetypal energies of each lunar cycle's zodiac sign as our guiding theme, ensuring that we cover all aspects and areas of life. So we know that this is literally the busiest time of year for most people. So we wanted to create something easy and quick, but equally meaningful and powerful to help you stay rooted in your higher why as the holiday bustling and swirling is happening all around you. So you can think of this series as an opportunity to really just touch in with yourself on a daily basis as you go through this holiday season. And remember, holiday really means holy day and holy means sacred or consecrated. So we're going to come together and make this holiday period truly sacred and consecrate it with the highest vision for your life. So you can truly light the path 
to your most radiant year yet. So Inner Circle members, just stay tuned for details. And non-Inner Circle members, go to astrologyhub.com slash solstice to learn more and join us for this. Whether or not you're joining us for the 12 Days of Solstice series, now is a great time to stock up on the most exquisite journals and planners on the market. Magic Buy, who is our sponsor for this podcast, is offering our community 10% off their journals, 20% off for Inner Circle members. And these journals make the perfect gift for the astrology lover in your life, the moon cycle lover in your life, and they make an incredible stocking stuffer for you. So here's a couple examples of their journals. I just absolutely love them. I don't know if you can see these, but they're beautiful. They come in gorgeous colors, beautiful design. They're very intentionally crafted. There's a lot of amazing, beautiful energy in these journals. And I just know that the owners pour their hearts and souls into it. So I want to thank them for being sponsors of this podcast. And if you're looking for that perfect gift, definitely add this to your list. Go to astrologyhub.com slash ahmagic, astrologyhub.com slash ahmagic to get the special discount that they're offering to our community. We're going to put the discount code in the description of this video. So go check it out. And let's dive in more where we just left off on Neptune and the significance mm -hmm. and why, why this is something to pay attention to next year. Yeah, yeah. So so um, if I could start and give just a, an overview of Neptune and for the people who, I mean, I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners already are familiar with the planets and the symbolism of the planets and what they mean. But I want to give just my take and 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 some of the themes that we've seen since Neptune's been in Pisces. So Neptune is the planet that relates to the spiritual evolution that we are moving moving through. It is the shift in consciousness that reminds us of the the fact that we are that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I like to think that that you know Neptune is the ultimate Buddhist planet because anytime we're going through a Neptune transit, we are learning themes of non-attachment, of realizing that it's our egos that hold us tight to the stuff of uh, of our lives, to the material stuff, to the relational stuff, to those to those hardwired Saturnian patterns. And Neptune says, wait, let's expand beyond that. Let's open things up. Let's make your aura, your aura less porous. And, and let's help you to see that you're actually a co-creator, a, a shaper, a magician who's working in this earthly material realm. Um, and that, that you know, Neptune helps us to see where we can be agents of change. It teaches us that we are not separate, that we are intricately connected. And because of that, Neptune is the sign or the planet that relates to compassion. It relates to having that real strong desire to contribute, to see ourselves in, in spiritual communities. It is the planet that opens us up to those spiritual, intuitive, psychic connections. And so when any planet reaches the last couple of degrees of a sign, any transiting planet, it is saying, hey, did you get it? Did you get what I came here to teach you about this particular area of our culture? And if you didn't get it, I'm going to have to go back and repeat some of those lessons. It's kind of like Neptune's final exam. And so 
there, you know, we, you used the concept of spiritual awakening. We're each individually going to be going through a major spiritual awakening next year, 2024 and 2025, everything reaches a crescendo. But we're collectively going through a spiritual awakening too. And so diving into exploring this, you know, Neptune at those anoretic degrees, the anoretic degree really being that 29 degree, but also looking at the 20, the 28 degree is a sensitive degree as well. These are both the ending points. And, and, and some astrologers, you know, say that the 28th degree is also an anoretic degree. These are the closing chapter degrees of any sign. Okay, Rachel, let's talk nuts and bolts. What are the actual dates of these movements for Neptune throughout next year? And maybe if you could even touch into 2025 when Neptune officially moves into Aries. And if you do have a way to write this down, everyone, you may want to grab a piece of paper, your journal, a pen, and just note these dates because this is this is the time frame that we're going to be talking about here today. Yeah, thank you. So um, Neptune stations retrograde on July 2nd of 2024. And this retrograde station is significant. And it stations retrograde at 29 degrees, 55 arc minutes, 55 seconds. And so for anyone who's listening, who is attuned to astrology, 55s are known as numbers that are related to change. And the kind of change we're talking about it's the kind of change that swells from within. So it's a spiritual shift. These are these are significant. This is a significant turning point. But Neptune is going to be at that 28 degree point. So we're, this kicks off uh, on April 4th or April 3rd, rather. And then Neptune reaches 29 degrees, that critical degree on May 3rd. And then it goes retrograde on June 2nd. And then Neptune hangs out at 29 degrees for, for several months. And it finally reaches back to, um, to station direct on December 7th at 27 degrees. So this is an, an extended period of time where Neptune is calling a lot of attention and we saw, you know, we saw this with Pluto. When Pluto, every time Pluto has reached the 29 degree point of Capricorn, there have been very Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn themes. Pluto is showing us that it's finishing its business. And so Neptune's going to be doing the same thing. Okay, let's talk just a little bit more about timing. So we have this, this, Neptune hanging out and really I, it, sometimes it feels like it's almost like exacerbate exacerbating a point yeah or, or maybe making its point that might be a better way to say it. <laughs> so it's going to be doing this this 27 to 29 then 29 back to 27 and then 27 back to 29 mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit more after we get we we go from 27 back up to 29 when does it tip over into Aries and then does it come back into Pisces again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So it tips into Aries um, on March 30th um, oh, of 2025. 2025. Okay. 2025. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then it goes back. So it's going to hover back and forth over that 29 degree point until October of 2025. Wow. Yeah. So we're talking about 
a two-year cycle that has ebbs and flows, that has times when it's more dramatic and and not really Pluto. I mean, Neptune's not ever really dramatic, not as dramatic as some of the other planets. Like Pluto can be pretty dramatic. Neptune is more of like the 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 awareness that washes over us um, and that wakes us up through our feelings. So um, so Neptune is, you know, for the next couple of years, it's in a very sensitive point. And 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 we have to think too, I mean, Neptune is the modern planet that's associated with Pisces. So it's it's an it's an assign that it relates to, that it owns. And so not only are we awakening to these really Neptunian themes in our lives and in the world, but we're also really opening and awakening to Piscean themes in general. So we've talked about some of the gifts of Neptune and Pisces, the spiritual awakening, the, you know, expansiveness, the the realization that we're spirits inhabiting a human body and that we're here on a spiritual path and so that that bigger picture perspective. But what are some of the like pitfalls or some people like to say the shadow side or the the less expansive aspects mm-hmm. of Neptune and Pisces? And how do you see those being impacted by this station at 29 degrees. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, some of it you spelled out when you were talking about it in your introduction. One of the challenges with Neptune or one of the more shadow aspects of Neptune is that Neptune is confusion. It it is, what do I believe? And we can't always see very clearly when when Neptune is really pronounced. It it's kind of like walking through a fog or driving through a fog and you can only really feel your way through it and and see just the next right step to take. Neptune can also be, you know, um, it can also be deception. It can also be disillusionment. Neptune is like the planet that bursts our bubble that says, this is my dream. And, you know, I see this a lot in the context of relationships where it's like, uh, you know, we enter into relationships with our hearts and with, you know, these this this ideal of what it could be. And then we start getting into the reality of, oh, you do this, you know, you you don't fold your clothes or you leave dishes in the sink. And so Neptune shows us the potential and it also shows us how we're not living into the potential. So it shows us the 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 best. And it shows us where things are in relation to that. And so it can be disappointing. We can have feelings of guilt. We can have, you know, if we don't live up to our own potential, we can feel, or we don't feel like we are, we can feel really down on ourselves. Neptune on a practical, I mean, just on a, a mundane level, relates to things like the pharmaceutical industry, drugs, alcohol, oils and fluids. And so I, I think we're going to see, you know, at the same time, we're trending toward, as Pluto moves into Aquarius, Uranus is gearing up to go into Gemini, Jupiter's going into Gemini. We're also moving into a more electrified world. So I think we could see a real shakeup in the gas and oil industries um, or a, a move away from fossil fuels. And so that's one way that this could present itself. Mm. 
So taking some of those cues from what you just said in mm-hmm. terms of deception, disillusionment, um, that that question of what do I believe, maybe not feeling super clear on that, or maybe believing something and then having that sort of get busted open because then you realize that what you were believing in might not have been the truth, you know, all those things that happen. And then you're bringing in certain industries or certain, um, you know, segments of the market that Neptune is the ruler of or is associated with. So how does, how do those things come together? And, and what, I mean, mainly I want to know, like, what do we need to be on the lookout for? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking when you were talking about driving in the car in the fog, Yes. I grew up in the Bay Area and yes. there's a lot of fog in the Bay Area. So lots of experience driving in fog. And uh, you have to sort of take as many cues as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's the line on the side of the road that curves. Maybe it's the little dots in the middle of the road. Yes. Maybe, you know, there's there's just there's little cues that you have to pay attention to to help you get through the fog. So what do we need to be on the lookout in our set? of in ourselves mm-hmm. and and in the world, you know, so that we don't necessarily fall prey to some of the shadow aspects of Neptune in Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 beautiful thing about Neptune is that the antidote is in the symbolism of it. Neptune is the planet that rules our intuition and it's also our spiritual practices. And one of the things, the really cool things that we've seen since Neptune entered Pisces is we've seen all of a sudden, like I've been, you know, you and I have been in this world for a long time. And all of a sudden in 2012, astrology, healing modalities, magic, witchcraft, all of these things like were in the spotlight in a way that they hadn't been since I started my practice in 2006. So they've always been sort of underground. And it's almost like the witch, the collective witch wound that we've all sort of been carrying about, I'm really magical, I'm really spiritual, I have all these amazing gifts, but I can't talk about them. That blasted open. And so now we have more access to um, courses that help us deepen our intuition. Or now you can put your astrology chart on an app and and see the transits that you're going through and how Neptune's relating to your chart. And so Neptune has given us clues already about where we lean for um for clarity and for to see in the clouds. Um and that is our spiritual practices, our spiritual community. I mean think about all these awesome communities that have grown up my my membership, you know, your membership, the, you know, inner circle. Um, these are all places where we can go to be nourished, to, to, to be able to talk about our spiritual awakening in a way that people don't think we're losing our minds and to be able to bounce ideas off of other people. Like, hey, I think this is happening. Can you clarify this? So, you know, the other aspect that we're going to see Neptune also relates to pop culture and in particular the pop culture that is trans that is transferred to us or that that is oh, oh, that we're awakened to through media through music through the arts. Um 
Neptune represents the way that we interpret, that we bring the cultural evolution into our homes through the the artistic sources that that inspire us. So we're going to see clues in movies, in books, fiction. This is a time to be, if you are an artist, make things. Lean into your art. Lean into your creativity. There is going to be this huge, um, you know, there's going to be this blend of merging science and technology with art and media. And this is all coming together in a crescendo as Pluto enters Aquarius and Neptune gets those last degrees of Pisces. So if you have a dream of making a movie or writing a song, just do it. Don't hold yourself back anymore. Now is the time when we need artists, we need poets, we need dreamers, we need all of those people with all of those magical gifts to come out of the woodwork and share their songs. Mm. I just wrote down calling all dreamers. You know, the other thing when you were speaking, I literally, so I, one of the ways that I stay in contact with my friends, my, my dear girlfriends, is through audio messages back and forth because we can never find a time where we're all available on the phone, right? So we just like send audios back and forth. And I was leaving an audio for one of my friends in Spain. And I said to her, you know, I'm really craving a mentor to help me like navigate the next path, the next iteration of astrology hub of, you know, of what I'm doing. And then I went, but I keep looking for that mentor and I'm thinking maybe that mentor just needs to be God. And that, like, I just enter into a mentorship with, with my own guidance, my own intuition, my own source, and stop trying to find something, someone outside of myself. And then I went, wow, that is so Pisces. Like, that is, so, that is just, and it's also this, you know, moving from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, you know, the age of Pisces, where we put all of our authority in the external, the priest the doctor, the government, you know, it's the, the the external authority and how so much of the age of Aquarius even is just like bringing that authority back into ourselves. Mm-hmm. But how do we do that? We need the intuitive practices. Yeah. We need the, the meditative practices. We need those, you know, I'm going to say witchy, but we know that they're ancient technologies yes. that are right. ever, uh, whether they're witchy or not. But they're, you know, we need those tools and practices in order to have that sort of connection. So it's so interesting what you're bringing in, because I know that this is a, alive and awake in so many people. And you're right. We, it's almost like we finally have permission to speak it, to live it, to be it. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. So it sounds to me like, I mean, would you say at the 29 degrees that the sh- more shadow aspects of Neptune and Pisces will be exacerbated or toned down? Like, which side of that? Mm-hmm. I think we'll see extremes of both. And if if we, you know, if we saw anything from, I mean, if we learned anything over the last year and a half with Pluto being at the last degrees of Capricorn, it shows us the, it, it exacerbates the problem. And for Pluto and Capricorn, it's, you know, people in power behaving badly um, or misusing their power. And so we see the 
the the problem magnified and we see the response magnified. Mm. And we're seeing this in family systems too. I'm working with so many clients who are calling out abusive family members and saying, this really affected me. Mm. And so, oh, this is powerful. So Neptune at the 29th degree is going to show us, you know, so much of the Neptune and Pisces story has been fake news. What do we believe? And the way that social media is manipulated for, um, you know, purposes uh, for either, you know, commercial purposes or political purposes. And so I think Neptune and Pisces is going to, is going to say, you know, oh, here's the real root of all of that um, deception. And, you know, here are some ways that we can respond to it. In and so that's one way that I think it could manifest itself. But the 29th degree is a review. So it's like all the lessons that we had to learn since two, since 2012. Um, and Neptune dipped into Pisces a little bit in 2011, but 2012 was really when it kicked off that, that, that transit. And so Neptune says, okay, I'm moving into Aries. That's going to be big. Neptune and Aries, Neptune enters Aries, and then it meets up with Saturn in February of 2026. And this is big. This, everything, this decade is moving us toward that transit. So Neptune really wants us to practice radical compassion. And it really wants us, like you said, to look for our own spiritual source, to be our own source. And one thing I'll say too, I'll just add this little nugget about the age of Aquarius. You know, every astrological age is marked by an ascended master. And I was in an interview with Michael Lerner of Commonweal in uh, the new school in Commonweal. And he asked me, what is the age of Aquarius's ascended master? And I thought about it and, you know, you, you talked about the self and finding the, being our own guru, finding that we are really the, the, the in, we are really knowledgeable. We are really wise. And so I think that's an aspect of it, but Aquarius, the water bearer is a representation of oneness. And so I think that what we're moving toward is really radical under self-understanding, really uh, deepening our spiritual practices in so, so for the purpose of understanding that we are not separate from the earth, that we are not separate from one another. And once we get there, I think that's the ultimate age of Aquarius ideal. Because if I can watch, because, you know, if I can see someone who's unhoused in my neighborhood and 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 see themselves as connected to me as one with me, then what am I how am I going to live differently? Mm-hmm. And so Neptune at the 29th degree starts getting us to really investigate those questions and 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 so that we can move into a new way of seeing ourselves in the context of the world. Mm. Wow. And just to to think of the role technology plays in this whole movement, because our world has just gotten 
you know, what once was very separate areas on the planet where people living over here would never even know these other people existed. Mm -hmm. Now, in a second, you know what's happening all over the world. So it's it's so much easier to, to really see that impact. And yet it does seem like indigenous people were even more aware of the interconnectedness without the internet and without the technology. But maybe at this point, we're, we're needing that to remind us. The other thing that I was thinking about, Rachel, in terms of technology, and, and I need to ask you, so who is the ascended master? And before I go to my next question. Yeah, yeah. It's the oneness. The oneness. Okay, so it's yeah. the one. Yeah, it's the oneness. Yes. The oneness. Yeah. It's That's not it's not any one individually. Right. It, it is it is only the awareness that we are one. Mm. <laughs> That's my personal, that's my personal opinion. That's my feeling. That's my, what I've, I've channeled and brought through. I, 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 you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we haven't entered, we haven't fully gotten in there yet, but so far what we've seen with Neptune and Pisces is we've seen all of these, we've seen witch talk. We've seen all these spiritual uh, people, all these people in the spiritual realms and astrologers and psychics and all gathering their own followings and starting YouTube channels and and things like that. So what we've seen is something on the way there, which is it's all of us in many ways. It's it's all of us individually, and it's the oneness. It's all of us as a whole. Do you remember that song by Black Eyed Peas, One Tribe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard it yeah. in years. I hadn't, I mean, literally forgot about the song. I used to love the song. It came out in 20, 2009. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I was in a class the other day and the teacher played it and I went, oh, this song. Oh my God. And this was when it, when it came out, I didn't know astrology yet. And I was, this is the most Aquarian song I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Absolutely what you just described. Yeah. If, if you all have forgotten about that song or if you don't know what that song is, listen to it. I mean, first of all, it's going to get you dancing. Second of all, it's so Aquarian, so exactly what you're talking about, Rachel. And especially right now, it feels more important than ever mm -hmm. for us to really live that message. Okay, Rachel. So I know everybody's super eager to hear about Neptune and Pisces and how it's going to affect their sign. And so we're going to go through every single zodiac sign and Rachel's going to give some input, insight into how this is going to be affecting you personally. Before we do that, can you please tell us about the mastery class that you're going to be teaching in the inner circle and why you feel it's so important for people to learn this particular aspect of astrology? <laughs> So the mastery course I'm going to be teaching is magic and the moon. So we're going to be talking about how do you work with the lunation cycle in your ritual practices, but, but also how your natal moon relates to your ability to, uh, to manifest or to call into your life what you most desire. So it, it really is fitting for talking about Neptune in the last degrees of Pisces, because Neptune in Pisces has been, you know, one of the one of the 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 big awakenings that we've all had is to realizing that we actually can co-create our reality, that that we are taking part in shaping our life experience. And rituals and magic have been, you know, awakened for us through social media, through 
um, you know, just the, the cultural shifts that they've been awakened for us. So moving toward Pisces, toward this Neptune and Pisces and like the last few degrees of it, we really want to be intentional about our own lives and what we're creating. We also want to be intentional about how we're focusing our energy, our magic, our imagination when we think about the world and what's happening with the world. So this, this month is going to be a lot about you embodying your own practices, you understanding your own moon and the importance of your moon and getting, getting you what you need. Mm. Amazing timing, Rachel, because yeah. we'll be doing that 12 days of solstice event where we're going to be walking through the lunar cycles of 2024 and actually taking the time to bring awareness to those lunar cycles and what we want to be creating in our life around those areas of life. And so then our inner circle members are going to get this mastery class from you that's going to help it go even deeper. So it's, it's incredible timing. If you're interested in joining the inner circle, it's astrologyhub.com slash inner circle. If you're interested in participating in the solstice event, again, it's astrologyhub.com slash solstice. And then you will be invited into the membership if you are interested in joining us. And as part of the membership, you get a different mastery class teaching every month from your teaching astrologer. And Rachel is going to be our inner circle astrologer for the lunar cycle that begins with the new moon in Capricorn that's coming up here in January. And that's going to be just perfect, perfect. We didn't plan that, but it's just no. very, very perfectly. So Rachel, right. thank you. Okay, let's now do the long-awaited journey through the zodiac signs where you tell us how Neptune and Pisces at that station in 29 degrees is going to impact us as per personally. And I know that you want us to listen for the sun and the rising sign. Correct, yes. Picture this. You step into the new year, not just with a list of resolutions, but with a pocket full of insights from the stars that help you make choices about timing, direction, and focus. Put together by an all-star cast of our best astrologers, our free 2024 Astrology Blueprint is more than predictions. It's your personal cosmic playbook for the whole year. Think of it as a chat with the universe, a way to catch those sparks of clarity that light up your journey. It's about syncing up with the stars and making the most of every moment. Consider it our holiday gift to you. And here's to a year of tapping into cosmic wisdom and personal power. Let's make 2024 a year to remember together. Get your free copy at astrologyhub.com slash 2024 guide. Okay, let's now do the long awaited journey through the zodiac signs where you tell us how Neptune and Pisces at that station in 29 degrees is going to impact us as per personally. And I know that you want us to listen for the sun and the rising sign. Correct. Yes. And if you have any planets or chart points, if one of your angles or a planet is at 29 degrees, like 28 to 29 degrees to zero degrees, of a mutable sign, so that's Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius, and Pisces, this especially is an important time for you. And, you know, it's um, it's, it's exciting. So I'm going to pull up my my charts. Should we start with Pisces, since they're usually yeah. the ones that, that go? Yes, 
I love I love mixing up the order because uh-huh. I feel like the poor Pisces have to sit there and wait forever. Yes. Yeah. Well, for Pisces, you know, this this is wow, this is your time. Saturn's moving through Pisces, Neptune's moving through Pisces. And this this is an ultimate spiritual awakening for you when you are actually going to be received for your gifts. So one of the one of the things, one of the challenges with Pisces is they're so giving, which is awesome. It's actually not a challenge to be that generous and that giving. But but they don't always feel like they're appreciated for for all that they do, for their incredible generosity. So now is a time when the world is looking at you and saying, what do you what do you have to show us? What can I see? So this is the time to be in really practical terms. Get your website built. Put your art out into the world. Um, don't hold yourself back and create, create, create. This is a highly, highly creative time for all Pisces. And the world needs what you have to offer. So if you're creating a business, do it, go, do it. Um, sometimes with Neptune in your, and so this is any, this is Neptune rising, but it's also Neptune sun or uh, Pisces rising, but it's also Pisces sun. Yeah. Create, go put your, put your talents out in the world, showcase yourself. Now let's talk about Aries. Aries. Now, you know, if you're an Aries sun, you might have a little bit of a challenge just because this, because all of your, all of your energy is pulling you toward purpose, toward the North Node in Aries and these eclipses in April, March and April of, of, um, of uh, 2024. And so there's like a, a warrior instinct, a, a drive to, uh, to, to live intentionally. And at the same time, Neptune is really working on you energetically. So you need more rest. You need to balance some of the, you know, Aries fire cardinal energy with a, a dedicated spiritual practice that specifically helps you untangle some of those hardwired beliefs that you have. If you're not seeing results to anything that you're putting out into the world, then it's important to do things like hypnotherapy or to journal to to really nurture your the hidden and subconscious parts of yourself. It's a spiritual awakening for Aries, for sure. Now, Taurus. So Taurus, it, this is a time when you're gathering your spiritual tribe. So you want to listen to that Black Eyed Peas song. Uh, and, you know, right. Neptune, they say Neptune's a higher octave of Venus and Venus rules Taurus. And so it's like, love without bounds. It's a a time when you can really see yourself as a part of a a group or a part of an organization or connected to your community in some way. So it's it's a a time when, you know, people are going to rely on you. People are going to ask you to be the rock, the strong one. And because they always do, or they usually do, depending on, on what other influences you have in your chart. Um, but, but you get to ask for help. You get to draw in mentors. You get to, to, you know, if you, some, if to be in a leadership position, that means that sometimes you have to gather people around you to support. Um, if you're running for office, you have to ask for campaign donations. So really see yourself as a part of a supportive network. 
and be really careful too, uh, because one of the challenges with Neptune in that in its placement in your chart is that you might not always feel like you can trust people. So it's so it's use your better judgment, ask for guidance, ask for help if something's out of your wheelhouse. Now Gemini. So Gemini, this is it for Gemini risings. Neptune's been moving through your 10th house, rocking your career, like changing it, making you feel like, what am I doing? I'm living in a fog. Um, and Neptune at the last degrees of uh, Pisces is an opportunity to recommit to what you've started, any, any career or professional changes that you've made. This is a highly creative time for anyone with Gemini placements. But creative doesn't always mean that your mind is working in a linear fashion. And so there can be a disconnect with wanting, having a dream or having an idea or something that you want to, 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 to put out into the world. And then not really being clear about the steps to take or the details to, to make it happen. So I always tell my clients that, you know, create creative processes start in the dark. Seeds start sprouting underneath the soil. And it's not until much later when they're nourished and nurtured and watered that they come out and they're visible. So for Gemini, it's like you have new seeds that have planted and other ones have sprouted already. And you're wanting to invest in where in these new seeds, these new ideas. And, and so there's a, a, a tension here. Keep leaning into those dreams. And, um, and don't worry so much if it feels really confusing. Now, cancer. Cancer, this is actually really sweet and lovely for, for many cancers. Anyone with cancer placements especially at those last degrees of cancer, cancer cusps, cancer Leo cusps. This is a time when you are so intuitive. you like just, oh, you know, trust yourself. Your number one job is going to be trust you know what you know and don't try to validate it with research and facts. For cancer risings, Neptune's up, in the top of your chart, in the ninth house, reawakening your spiritual beliefs, asking you to really question what you know to be true. So there's a lot of unpacking family of origin uh, belief systems, realizing your patterns and how, re why relationships are the way they are. And there's also this sur resurgence of um, creative energy that can be grounded in a practical form. So if, you know, these are, if our cancers are writing books, if they're um, starting podcasts, this is a great time to materialize the ideas that you've had in formation. Saturn's helping with this too. It's like, don't question it. You know what you know, just do it. So Leo Sun and Leo Rising, uh, this is a time when you really are becoming aware of your own misconceptions around how you, how you hold 
your material experience, like your saving, your taxes, your IRS payments, your, you know, it's like a time when you're, when you have to be real, like this is not the time to, to take a huge risk and invest in your friend's startup. This is also a time when you don't want to let anything slide or ignore any signals that you're receiving about your, your, your finances. Sometimes Neptune transits can, can feel really, it's like, I don't even want to look at this right now. I want to, I want to follow where I'm, I'm, where I'm feeling inspired and excited and, and I want to follow what, what feels good. And Neptune's like, no, 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 we got to look at this. So there could be some financial things that you're looking through. On a positive note, this is a time when you are really attuned to all of your like deep psychological underpinnings, to all the reasons why things are the way they are in your life. And, uh, and so this is a great time to be reading up on, on magic, to be taking my January magic in the moon course. Um, this is a great time to be practicing rituals, to, to, to doing things that, that help you to stay present in your life, present in your body and connected to your truth. This could be a time too, when you're going through some losses. And, you know, the, for Leo Risings, this is your eighth house. And so you've probably had experiences of losses since 2012 that you've been moving through. And so this could be like an awakening of grief that is still unprocessed. And don't be afraid of it. Go into it. Um, as as uh, Carrie Fisher said, take your broken heart and make it into art. Now let's go to our Virgo risings and Virgo suns. Virgos have been through it with this Pisces transit, with this Neptune and Pisces transit. Every Virgo I know has gone through a period where they feel like they have been on some kind of psychedelic journey. Even the people who have never done psychedelics will ex express that they have at some point been opened, attuned to the spiritual in a way that they haven't been before. And this, this year is no exception, and next year too. One thing that you are going to be looking at is the way that you show up in relationships and the way that your partners love and care for you. One of the Virgo tendencies is, I love Virgos, one of the Virgo tendencies is that, you know, you understand there's just an innate thoughtfulness in your personality. You understand what needs to be done around the house, what needs to be done at work. You understand the challenging aspects of a relationship because you analyze and you think and you think. And so you, you, you do things that go unnoticed a lot of times. And that starts to shift this, this next year as Saturn moves through Pisces as Neptune's in those last few degrees, you start to be seen and people start to understand and appreciate you. And in particular, those intimate relationships, your partner, your business partner, your children. And so it's a time when your light is shining. Now we go to Libra. So Libra, this is a very health-oriented placement for you, Libra Sun and Libra, Libra Rising. Similar to Taurus, you know, your ruling planet is Venus. 
Neptune, where Venus is relational love, interpersonal connection. Neptune is universal love. It is love without bounds. And you're having to learn that in the context of boundaries. Like, how do I love and also have my own life without losing myself in the service of the relationship? This is a Libra challenge just naturally, but this year it gets tuned up, uh, turned up, the volume gets turned up on that. And so you have to learn at what point are you compromising your health, your well-being, your, your sanity sometimes for the, the, the good of the relationship or for people-pleasing tendencies or for who you feel obligated to. And again, I'm going to say creativity because everyone gets this message. Wow, what a hugely creative time. But Libra doesn't quite know what to do with it yet. It's like, what do I do with this creative energy? Well, you, you just spend it wherever you can. And now we'll move on to Scorpio. This is, you know, all of our water signs are getting the, the juiciest aspect or the, the, all of the, the richness of this transit. And, and in particular, anyone in those late degrees of Scorpio from 27 to um, zero degrees of Sagittarius. And this is a time when you're, when you have these wild ideas you need to express where you might be actually starting families or thinking about your relationship with your children. This is, uh, you know, Neptune's influence opens you up to see potential in yourself and others that you weren't able to see before. But you can also see what isn't working or what didn't work. So you really get the, the bubble burst experience of knowing the truth. But Scorpios like that. Scorpios want to know the truth. They don't want to be deceived. So anything that needs to come out of hiding is going to come out and you're going to love it. You're, you might not love knowing what you didn't know before, but Scorpios tend to feel things when they're off. And so this will validate the experience of, of what you're feeling. Now we will look at Sagittarius. So Sagittarius, this is, you know, this is a time when all of your focus is down on your home, on your family, and on, on, on being, on, on healing, actually. Healing uh, the, the connections that still feel really restrained or that still have, maybe if you haven't been talking to your children or you have been estranged from a sibling, this is a time when all of that comes out in the open and you have to feel your feelings and you're going to feel them in a big way, especially if you're born at the very last few days of, of, of Sagittarius on that last cusp. Big feelings lead to big revealings. So there's, there's a real richness in what you're nurturing and what you are, are bringing forth. This is a highly creative time but you're not going to see the fruits of what you're creating just yet. Just like Gemini, you've got some time. So be patient with yourself. Now we move on to Capricorn. And Capricorn, this is, this is, your, this is your time to 
open your mind and expand the way you think, the way you write. This is a time to open up to channeling if you do that, or to, to take a spiritual class, maybe get a certification. Um, you're, you're, you're healing your mindset. Neptune's also a healer, and I didn't mention that before, but Neptune shows us what to wash away so that we can create space for something new. And you're washing away self-defeating thoughts. You're washing away uh, that nitpicky inner voice that's like, meh, you know, uh, the judgy, the inner judge, the inner critic. You're also washing away any kind of fear of not being smart enough or not being good enough. And Neptune's also helping to reorient you in your community. So it's opening you up to new friendships with your neighbors, to nearby events, and it's asking you to look at, um, at, at the ways that you can connect right where you are. Now we move to Aquarius. And Aquarius, this is another, this is like Leo, you are in a financial uh, transit with Neptune. Neptune's about to move into um, into Aries and it, you know, it, it functions much better for you in the sign of Aries. It's like, oh, I can, I can go accomplish things. I can go move. I'm, I'm starting something new, but in Pisces, it's, it's like lay the foundation and how you're laying the foundation is that you are really being asked to, to, to value yourself, to say, I am worth it. I am worth making the salary I want to make. I am worth having the life that I want to have. I'm worth being loved in the way that I desire to be loved. And so you're going through a transition period with your work, with your finances, moving toward that, having an, a new experience of, of feeling accomplished in what you do, gaining the confidence to go and Raise your rates if you have a client business. Get advertisers if you have, uh, you know, a, a blog or a, a podcast. It's a time to open the door to new possibilities and to think about your money and your finances in a way that that blows through limitations, that raises your own ceiling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow, Rachel, that is so helpful. You are amazing at that. I mean, that was just like so fruitful for every single sign. So many very tangible things that we can think about through now. I mean, actually starting, so we're starting in, this is really coming to the forefront in April of next year. And then basically all the, like through 2025, through, uh, March 30th of 2025, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Rachel, you have just been so amazing here today. I will have you on all the time and just touch oh, in on them. You're so you're so good at helping us understand the significance of these transits and giving us tools to actually apply the lessons and, and the higher invitation of the transit in our life. So I'm really grateful for you and all the work that you do and that you're going to be with us in the inner circle. Um, it's just been such a, a gift to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Oh, for joining. Thank you so much. I would be with you every week. I love this. I love talking to you. It's really an honor. And your community is a, it's just incredible and thoughtful. And 
um, and, and just really fun. So I really appreciate the opportunity and thank you for all you do too. You are, you know, you are one of the, the voices who has helped astrology to become more, um, prevalent and more widely used. And I really appreciate that. So thank you. Wow. Thank you, Rachel. It's an honor. I know that we got to meet each other way in the beginning of Astrology Hub, and it feels really good to have you back in the community and teaching and sharing your voice and sharing your light. And you're just a, a really, really amazing human being. So thank you for everything that you do for us and for your own community and for the world. And for those of you who are here and have listened to this episode, thank you so much for being a part of our community for sharing in this exploration of the cosmos, of your place in the cosmos, cosmos of your role in the universe, your role here on the earth in this lifetime. We're so grateful that you're here asking the questions, seeking the answers, and doing your own exploration. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life. And I'll look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. If you're someone who craves more soulful connection during the holidays and you're ready to set some powerful intentions for your life as we enter 2024, you are in for a treat this holiday season. You are officially invited to the 12 Days of Solstice Challenge, a free guided intention setting journey through the moon cycles of 2024 led by yours truly. To learn more and secure your free spot, head to astrologyhub.com solstice. Let's start 2024 with more confidence, clarity, and intention than ever before. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.